What's up, Troy? We see you, baby. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. That's how you set a mood, baby. That is how you set a mood. This is going to be a hell of a show. What is going on, everybody? We are back, man. It is time. We are live, Zach. This is a live broadcast. We got a giveaway to do tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun, man. Let me turn these lights off before someone has like a freaking stroke. <laughs> I don't want anybody seizing on my watch. Please, please, please. All right. Let me let me, let me me stop the music and everything. Man, Zach, what's going on with you, bro? How have you been? Been doing good, man. Unfortunately, the Niners got a little losing streak going on, but that's all right. That's all right. How you doing? I'm okay, man. I'm having a good time. Music really just like changes my whole spirit, changes my whole vibe. We didn't do our normal return of the Mac thing. I mean, and, and I want to do it. Am I wrong to just like randomly like hit the switch now? It's only like three seconds, but can I can I just hit do it. it now? Like, should I do it? Do it. I'm sorry. I didn't feel like we really started the show without it. So Listen, guys, we got a couple of things to talk about. It's going to be a quick one, and we're going to do a giveaway in the middle of tonight's episode, man. Uh, and Troy, is, he's absolutely right, man. He's saying we must go into the buy four and four. Uh, I've seen a couple of tweets like that. Uh, I've seen some messages like that. People are kind of in an uproar, and, in a, and an uproar is one way, uh, and a panic is another way. And, um, you know, the Niners are buying high, uh, trading for running backs. Meanwhile, people are saying maybe it's time to start having a fire sale here. This team isn't good enough. Why do we have all this talent here? I don't know if I agree with that, man. Zach, you're seeing it too. What What are your thoughts on all of this, man? How, how are you feeling about it all? I think, to be honest, outside of a game or two, the Niners are kind of roughly where I expected them to be at this point. Did they look a little worse than I was expecting Sunday? Yes. On the pregame show, I predicted a one-point loss, not a 21-point loss or whatever the hell the final score was. <laughs> Um, but record wise, I don't think it's a point where they should start selling off star players. Um, especially with the NFC as weak as it is with that said, 
they stand no chance against any of the top AFC teams as we just saw last Sunday, at least currently as things stand. Uh, but roughly, give or take a game or two, this is where I expected the team to be six weeks or, yeah, seven weeks into the year. So that's how I feel. Interesting because, um, you know, that's that's actually what we're here to talk about, right? The game ended, uh, and there was plenty of letdown to go around. The defense allowed too many points. The offense didn't score enough points. Special teams was, like, just horrid. All three phases had a bad game. Um, and the consensus, at least from what I saw, is um, there's too much firepower or star players at the skill positions on the offensive side of the ball to only put up that many points. And D'Amico Ryans, if he coaches another game like this, he will not be a head coach next season. He won't be the hot name that he was just two weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Um, So Troy has a a very interesting comment here. He says, this isn't uh, the same team as last year. If we go three and five, uh, he doesn't think we make the postseason. My question to you is this, and I want an honest answer. Let's just start there, and then we'll get into what the players had to say, and we'll wrap this thing up. This isn't going to be some long, drawn-out show. But compare the two teams. Last year, it was all Jimmy. It was all Kyle. It was all D'Amico. I think this is a fair time to step back and compare the two. We're getting off to records being basically the same through seven games. We were 3-4 and four last year at this time. Uh, we ended up losing again last uh, the following game, uh, starting three and eight. But which team do you feel is better right now, and why? Um, I would have to say this team. Um, it is tough, but just look at who they have. I mean, honestly, just look at who they have right now. The defense itself, I know they're banged up, but. The secondary alone is light years better than what it was last year. So I I would have to say this team at this point is better. Aside from this past loss, most of them have been extremely competitive and one score games. Um, I guess, I mean, if you want to count week one as two scores, since it technically was nine points within 10 points, I guess you should say. I would say this team is better than last year's team. And I would push back. On, and I totally hear you, Troy, but I would push back. The NFC is much weaker than it was last year. We actually might see a 8-9 and nine team make the playoffs in the NFC. So I would just push back that if they get to 3-5, and five, they might not make the playoffs. I wouldn't go that far just yet. Just yet. Because they do get healthier as the back end of the season. Yeah, much healthier. Even today being a case where you see Jason Verrett being activated, right? Doesn't mean he's going to play, but... He's off of his little three-week injury window, and he's back in there. Jimmy Ward came back last last week. You have to think this is his first game back in a while. He's got some rush to shake off. Nick Bosa's first game back after a couple, he's got some rush to shake off, right? Trent Williams' first game back after a while, he's got some rush to shake off, right? Just those players that were back last week, Traverius Ward also has rush to shake off. Having another week, the team has improved from one week to the next. Just more time getting healthier and being back out there. I think they've improved just in that facet alone. Um, And here's the crazy part. Offensively, I think we're scoring less points per game this year. However, the offensive weapons have all grown into their own. I think 
I think we're seeing more production. It's going to sound tongue in cheek, and I don't have the numbers to prove this. I, I, I haven't looked it up. I think we're getting more production from Kittle this year because Kyle's making a concerted effort to force in the ball. He's getting five touches a game for sure. There were stints last year where we saw Kittle just be invisible, two catches for 11 yards, and that was his stat line. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then it would have amazing games. Right. Seattle, right. Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but this year has been a little bit more consistent. Uh, we've seen Ayuk come into his own consistently this year. Not so much that he's wide receiver one by, on anybody's team right now, but he is definitely, if that's your wide receiver two and he can be that consistent, that is a very, very positive sign. Can I ask you something? Yeah. What numbers does Brandon Ayuk put up with Aaron Rodgers throwing to him? If he's Green Bay's wide receiver one, what is his stat line? 17 games, Aaron Rodgers, B.A. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking 115, 120 catches, 14, 17, somewhere, yeah. some, yeah. some crazy high number of yards. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like he goes crazy with the different quarterback. And it's funny you say that because it's the same offense, right? Different quarterback, the the numbers completely change. They completely change. Now you add in Christian McCaffrey. I know we only saw him for one game, just a couple of touches, but man, were those touches special. Could like you could see the immediate value and why they acquire a guy like that. Um, and then you look at the defense when healthy, this defense was playing way better than what we saw last year. Yeah. Now, you know, I think, I think, uh, stepping back from the games that we were in, you kind of see it a little different, right? The slot bowl in week one, uh, week two was against, um, uh, Denver, yeah. right. And we're like, oh, man, we held Denver to just 11, um, yeah, 11 points, like, or nine points. Defense is great. And then it turns out, like, no, actually, Denver just sucks. But we didn't know that at the time. We didn't know that at the time, but it's like, wow, look at this team. And then you go and do what you do against Seattle. Not a single touchdown scored for them in that game, right? It's like, yes, this defense is real. We're the real deal. We got this. You know, so it's like, you see, I think the defense is even better than what we had last year this time. So we just, we got to figure out, how to put up more points. We got to stop settling for field goals. We have to figure out how to put up more points. Uh, and that's actually going to take us to our first uh, our first little issue of the night. I want you guys to listen to this. Uh, this is going to take some time. I'm going to go on mute as I play it. And um, just we're, this is what we're going to dissect tonight, okay? So let's start here. See if I, oh, of course an ad's going to happen in four seconds. <laughs> Of course, there's going to be an ad in four seconds. All right, I'm going to play this, and then I'll pause it for the ad, or I'll mute it, and then uh, we'll come back. Hi. It's a great sign. Would that woman who decided... All right, sorry about this, guys. It's always I'm... political ads. Of course. I mean, it's, it's almost time to vote. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Extremist. Another one. That's incredible. I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, here we go. Wow, what a start. Uh, in the first half, you get inside there 35, five times, come away with one touchdown. How hard is that to overcome? You might have that kind of offense. Uh, you said it. You, you got to score points against the Chiefs, you know. Um, they've got a really good offense that's firing in all cylinders. And, um, you know, we had to help our defense out today because, you know, you know, they have great players. They're going to make big plays. 
and we have to put up points and yeah, we got what one out of five in the first half. That's tough. Um, you know, especially after the, uh, the fumble on a part return, you know, we got to turn that into any type of points. And, um, so that's tough, but, um, you know, we were in position now we're moving the ball. Well, I think we had 10 penalties and I don't know those aren't all on the offense, but we got it within a one score game. And like I said, and I don't know those aren't all on the offense, but we have a lot of procedurals. They have great players. They're going to make big plays, and we have to. Uh, you said it. You, you got to score points against the Chiefs. You know, um, they've got a really good offense that's firing in all cylinders, and um, you know we had to help our defense out today because you know you know they have great players. They're going to make big plays, and we have to put up points. And yeah, we got what one out of five in the first half. That's tough. Um, you know, especially after the. Uh, the fumble on a part return, you know, we got to turn that into any type of points. And um, so that's tough, but um, you know, we were in position and we we're moving the ball. Well, I think we had 10 penalties and I don't know those aren't all on the offense, but we had a lot of procedural stuff, which is very sloppy. And, you know, um, it doesn't really matter who's doing it, but we were doing it as a team. And so we got to get better at that. I thought we were moving the ball. Well, um, Christian, you know, did pretty good. I thought, you know, just being in there uh, after being here for three days. So excited about that. Uh, that's promising. But you know, overall, we can't shoot ourselves in the foot. Like we had four turnovers, if you include the safety, I think, right? Uh, so I mean, that's just not very good football. This offense has been together a long time. There's a lot of talent here. Um, you've had success. Why do you think you've had such a tough, tough time scoring points this season? Um, it's a great question. You know, I, I I think it's a combination of penalties in the red zone, mistakes in the red zone. Um, you know, whether it's where you get missed target or something like that. I think we have a, we don't really have like second and shorts. We have a lot of second and longs. Then we have to, you know, we're a really good running football team. It's hard to run the ball if you're in second and long. Uh, I think that's been our issue for us. Um, you know, I think we have plenty of guys that make plays. You know, Ayuk, Debo, myself, Christian, Jeff Wilson. Um, you know, we have a lot of guys out there. Juwan, we have plenty of guys that can make plays. And um, unfortunately, today, I mean, I think it really showed that we just couldn't get our couldn't get the ball into those guys' hands at the right times. And um, penalties, like I said, they just kind of sabotage yourself. But he's fault. Like, our offense has to put up points, especially when you're going against offense that's they're going to put up 28 to 35 a game no matter what. Um, so, I mean, we got to help our defense out. And, um, I mean, I think all three phases, everyone kind of did something today that completely screwed ourselves. All right. Kittle said a lot there. He said a lot in that those three questions that he answered there. Um, one being he named all the players. We got really, really, really good players here. Christian even did a good job being his first game here. Um, we have to help out the defense. We have to score more. But he said something that I thought was really key. I want you guys to remember the name of this episode. Uh, it's accountability. Let me let me put it up here on the screen just in case anyone forgot. It's accountability. Um, when he said we have to get the ball, uh, we didn't get the ball in the playmaker's hands at the right time. What do you think he meant by that? And not just that, you don't, I want you to answer that also, but everything that you took away from Kittle's comments right there. I think he came off to me knowing Kittle pretty damn frustrated, kind of, kind of over it. And I think that's kind of his way of maybe taking shots at Jimmy without actually taking shots at Jimmy. Cause they are still, still buds. I mean, I don't know. 
um, who gets the ball into whose hands. There's only one person who throws the ball as Jimmy Garoppolo. It, it, it's not, you know, unless he's mad at Kyle for not handing or calling handoffs to George Kittle, Debo, Brandon, IU Christian. I mean, he can only do so much. He's not out there throwing the ball. So from what I take out of his statements, the quarterback's got to play better. I mean, it's as simple as that. He's probably thinking, how do I say this in a politically correct, not to piss off my friend type of way? We got to get the ball into our playmakers' hands more often. Oh, you know, we had the mistake when we were after we got that fumble. Well, what was the mistake, George? Oh, that's right. Your quarterback forced it into triple coverage without even looking at the wide open running back in the end zone and through an interception that allowed the chiefs to go on like a 90 play 90 yard drive to score a touchdown before half. So he, he, he discusses the mistakes discusses that the, the playmakers don't get the ball in their hands enough. It all points to one person. You know what I mean? What do you, what do you take from that? Mike? Everything you said, but I thought you were going to get to it when you said unless Kyle calls hands off for him. What if Kyle is too controlling and telling him to throw the ball to certain people? So, for example, there was a fourth down play uh, towards the end of the game. and He he, he forced it in there to uh, Debo, and they didn't get any points for it. A long drive down the field, um, and then they throw it to Debo, who's got three people around him. Debo had no shot at catching that. But when you watch the snap, Jimmy didn't look anywhere else. From the moment he snapped the ball, he looked to the side where Debo was, just stared at him, and then laid the ball over there, and all for nothing. Like, it was a big fourth down play. They didn't even need a lot. It was like a fourth and three or something like that, fourth and two or fourth and three. And they walked away from that drive with absolutely no points. So it's – is it – yes, Jimmy, you're not putting the ball in the hands of the right people, but – what if Kyle's controlling him too much? It, do you think that's a possibility also? And this is something that even Jimmy has alluded to before in the past. Like, was it possibly a shot? At, like you said, he's, he's buds with everybody. He's buds with Kyle. He loves Kyle. He loves Jimmy. Could that have been a mi- part of the mix? Like, is it is it on Kyle also? I would say it's not only a possibility. It's probably likely that Kyle Shanahan instructs Jimmy Garoppolo beforehand where to go with the ball because he's probably thinking I'm going to scheme this player up who's going to be wide open and God damn it, Jimmy, all you need to do is get it to him. No matter what, throw it there. It'll work. And maybe sometimes it does. Maybe sometimes it doesn't. I don't know, but I would say that that's definitely likely that on these certain plays where we see Jimmy Garoppolo drops back and does not look anywhere else, regardless of who's wide open. He probably had Kyle Shanahan in his ear 15 seconds ago saying, he will be open. He'll be open. Even if he's not open, throw it, give him a chance because we've seen Jimmy. I would actually hope that's the reason because if not, then Jimmy Garoppolo is a lot worse than I, than I had hoped. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it makes perfect sense. So, uh, and even earlier uh, in the comments here, we saw uh, Troy say, um, he said, Jimmy is worse if at all possible. Where did that even go? Uh, it's the third from the bottom. Jimmy is worse if possible. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, if possible, maybe Jimmy's taking a step back. I, I just don't know, man. But 
Um, that's that's something that we're going to discuss here. Uh, the accountability. Uh, he said uh, there were too many penalties, regardless of who did it. It's on the offense. We have to be better. Um, these guys, uh, a lot of times when teams start losing, people question leadership in the locker room. They start to question accountability. Uh, who's who's pulling the guys together to discuss certain things? Who's pulling the guys together to say, uh, you know, for the gut check, guys, it's, it's on us. We got to do better. We got to do better. Another thing that Kittle said in here says this team is going to score 28 points at least, no matter who they're playing. And he's right. They're the highest scoring team in the NFL. You know, going into that, that you have to put up at least that amount of points to compete with them. Kyle did give it his best shot or did he, you know, like when you watch the game, he, he said that they moved the ball well. And I agree with him there. Uh, you look at all the scoring possibilities they had. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, this game was just two touchdowns and two field goals, right? It was 23 points. Wait, 21. I thought. I thought it was 23 to. Oh crap! Let me 44. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. 49ers Chiefs. Let me see what the final score was. It was October 23rd. Game summary. Yeah, 23. So uh, one, two, three. So two touchdowns and three field goals is what they ended with. So that's five scoring drives, a potential of 35 points, which still wouldn't have been enough to win the game. But, and then counting that fourth down turnover where they were already in field goal range, that's six scoring drives. Even if all of them were touchdowns, it's still only 42 points. We had to do a little bit more. Uh, there were turnovers and everything that, that killed drives as well. I understand that. There was a safety. Uh, so, I mean, if you want to try to be positive, if they just execute it better, we would have been better off. But where? how do they fix it? How do they fix it? Uh, I want to hear from Brandon Ayuk really quick. I have one more thing that I want us to, to look at here. Uh, I'm going to play this video from Brandon Ayuk, and then we'll discuss uh, – we'll do the giveaway after we discuss it. All right. Uh, here it is here. All right. Want to add him into into the offense and find him a role? But we have to get it going. We have to score. If we got to score forty five points, obviously would have been a goal today. Um, but we got to do we got to do what we can to try to put points on the board. I just feel like we got too many people, too many, too many people that can change the game to score 23 points. People can say, ask about the defense, but um, at the end of the day, we got to score more points than any team. So that's how I feel. Zach, man, what are your thoughts on what he said there? We got, we have too many, same thing Kittle was saying. We have too many people to not score more than 23 points in a game. I'm sorry, but we do. Um, is that is that breeding complacency? Like, if I'm not doing it, someone else is definitely going to do it. Or, like, can can too many stars be too many good players be a bad thing for a team? I mean, it definitely can. I don't think that's the case here, though. I think he's he's simply pointing out the obvious that this isn't a shitty team, right? This isn't a shitty roster. This is a, a an improved roster from a roster that was ten minutes away from making a Super Bowl last year. There's no excuse that you're putting up sub 30 points, sub 28 points per game repeatedly 
um, especially with as many trips in the red zone as they had. So I think he's just simply saying, look, especially now that we got Christian McCaffrey, we got to find a way to get it done because it's like, it's like having a room full of, I don't know, the best engineers, the best scientists, the best everything. And you come out of there with a piece of shit. It's like, it's not an answer. We got to actually make something that's good here. We have everybody here that could possibly contribute to this thing in a good way. Why can't we get it done? It makes no sense. Whether it's Kyle, whether it's Jimmy, we got to figure out a way to get over it and get it done. I saw this this video. Uh, This guy was driving this GMC truck in traffic. I don't know if you saw my tweet or not. He's driving this GMC truck in traffic and the guy passed out while driving on a highway. So all these people like try to like stop the car. Uh, it's it's slow. It's at a creep at this point, right? The guy's just unconscious behind the wheel on a highway, and all these good Samaritans are there. Uh, one guy took a stroller out of his car. He's pounding on the window, trying to bust the window on the passenger side because you don't want the glass to hit the driver. So they're on the passenger side. Uh, then someone comes up and they get the jack, the metal jack, out of their car, and they're banging it on this glass. They can't get this glass to break. Like it's boom. Oh, they're trying as hard as they can. They can't get it to break. Someone goes and gets a a metal mallet, a metal mallet. They're banging on the window. They can't get this window on the passenger side to break no matter how hard they try. So it ends up that they end up going through the back window of the pickup truck. It's a pickup, so that small little window there. They end up smashing that one. It smashed right away. Immediately, I thought of the Tesla exhibit where... Elon is saying like, oh, we have bulletproof windows and they take the rock and they throw it and it just shatters. And he's like, okay, that didn't work the way we thought it was, right? Elon is that team that you were talking about. We have all these brilliant scientists, all these innovative people here. We have to get this to work, right? But if you were to look at the rosters and compare Kittle, Ayuk, I mean, Kittle, Ayuk, Debo, Christian McCaffrey, like Kyle Juszczyk, and then you compare it to the Chiefs roster, right? They beat us at the quarterback position, yeah. but Kittle and Kelsey is going to be a push. And I would take our wide receivers over theirs. I know that sounds crazy. I would take our running backs over theirs as well. They were GMC in this situation. And we're Tesla. We're the, we're the people with all the money, all the technology and everything in us. But the one thing that they were trying to accomplish was that, that unbreakable glass and for whatever reason, it just simply didn't work. It didn't work. Um, and, you know, and, and shout out to Apollo here. He says, can we really blame Kyle for anything besides his team thinking they can do anything without repercussions? I mean, the All-22 showed wide-open plays over and over. And we see that every week. We see that every week. Sometimes some of these wide-open plays, uh, and I've heard this from multiple players, former and present, that um, you will see people running wide open because they're, they're running clear-out routes. The, the route, some routes, and I'm not saying this is what happens all the time, Apollo, so take what I'm saying, you know, in context. Uh, sometimes people run routes and the ball's never even designed to come to them. They're not expecting it. They're taking a corner and a safety with them, or, you know, they're, they're keeping a linebacker behind the line of scrimmage, like, over on the side. Like, they break out and they just stand there, hoping to hold somebody over there with them. Um, there's multiple reasons as to why you see people wide open. Sometimes the quarterbacks just straight up miss them, probably more times than not, right? Um how much of this is on Kyle? You got all the talent here. All the players feel the same exact way. They're clearly frustrated. 
they're clearly frustrated. My question is, where do they place that anger? They, I mean, they have to place it either in themselves or on the football field because there's no other there's no other place to put it. Honestly, I mean, where are you going to put it on each other? That's not going to help. It's going to make things worse. Um, they just need to find a way to get it done. And if we look back to when Mike Lafleur left to go coach with Robert Sala and the Jets, we saw a similar dip. If we look this year. Matt, um, Mike McDaniel's gone. Now we see you're seeing a similar dip. I think people are really underestimating how much Mike McDaniel did. I've seen clips of Kyle Shanahan literally crediting Mike McDaniel with most of his success. Literally saying without, he's been with Mike McDaniel since I believe Houston or Washington. Literally, I'm pretty sure his first job ever since he, when he had the power to hire somebody or at least have the say so, he hired Mike McDaniel. They've had, they said they sit up every late night together watching film. He would delegate a lot of duties and film to Mike McDaniel, knowing that Mike McDaniel would get it back to him perfectly, you know, broken down and with notes exactly the way that Kyle would want it. Imagine having your best friend at your job that would help you with your job for 15 years at four or five different employers. Now that guy's gone. It's a lot to keep up. And I know he hired. What Anthony Lynn and I know he hired a couple other uh, good Bob Brian Greasy. It's not the same, and it's not the same. It's not going to be the same for a year or half a year, however long it takes to adjust. So, I think Kyle just needs to adjust. I really think that's what it is. He needs to figure out a way to get it done either on his own or with his new help. Because Mike McDaniel's not walking through that door. He's gone. Matt Lafleur is not walking through that door. He's gone. So. Or is it uh, Mike LaFleur? Mike LaFleur is not walking through that door. So I think that's what it really chalks up to. I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's important. It's a big loss. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think when it comes to accountability, uh, I think more important than holding other players accountable, I think they need to hold themselves accountable. And if everyone in the 49ers locker room, including the coaching staff, holds themselves accountable, Penalties will come down. The team will be more productive. Plays will be executed at a higher clip. It, it's it's It starts within. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I didn't run the right route, or I didn't throw the right ball, or I didn't call the right play, or I busted that coverage. As soon as it becomes I and not we, I think we'll start seeing the difference in this 49ers team. What I will say is, of everything that I heard, uh, and I could play any of those post-game pressers, they're all saying the same thing. They're all saying we didn't do a good enough job, right? And that's cool. I like hearing the we didn't do a good enough job, but I'm more impressed when they start saying I didn't do enough. That's what I really enjoy hearing players say because that means that, look, I don't control the ball coming to me. I got to do my part when my number is called. And that is the most important thing to me, uh, to any team success. I really do. Uh, and you don't believe me, the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, right? He's got three words painted above the doors. Everyone talks about it. Do your job. Don't worry about other people doing their jobs. You do your job and things will be all right. Things will work out. And so um, I know it's a big team sport and everyone needs, but you still got to do your job. The offensive linemen have to make those blocks that they're, that the plays are designed for, for us to be successful. You know what I mean? Um, 
so let's let's do this giveaway really quick uh we ran a competition on patreon uh this was posted on october 20th all right this was posted on october 20th uh now this was a higher tier uh competition that we ran and there were three people who uh entered so we're gonna do a giveaway tonight really quick it's gonna be a 100 um amazon gift card giveaway all right and if the winner if it turns out the winner whoever this winner is if they don't have amazon then i'll just make it a 100 visa gift card so that way they can use it anywhere all right so i'm going to do a screen share here we have three people here michael ing nick donald and peachy those were the three people here all right so i'm going to click it we're going to spin the wheel and good luck to all three here we go can you see that zach is it is it yep there? yep all right cool here we go that's going to do it so nick donald congratulations uh you have won the 100 gift card of visa uh visa or um visa or amazon whichever whichever one you prefer um shoot me a uh, email with your with your email address i think is all i need to send it to you i've done amazon before i know they can do it through email uh if it's visa if i have to physically go and buy one and mail it to you i'll do that but shoot me uh, shoot me an email with your email or messages on Patreon with your email address, and I will get this sent over to you right away. All right. So uh, thank you all for your participation, guys. If you, I don't know what tier people are on watching this right now, but uh, we do these kind of giveaways frequently on our Patreon. My way of saying thank you all uh, to people who have been supporting us for a long time. So I really do appreciate it. Um, and again, the giveaway was pretty simple. We did a video. And uh, I gave a key phrase that they had to just type in the comments. All right. Uh, sometimes I do it at the very end of the video. Sometimes I do it in the middle of the video. But you watch the whole video. I'll give you the key phrase. I don't announce uh, exactly which video we're going to be doing a giveaway in. So, you know, pop in some headphones and, and watch or listen, whatever it is that you got to do. And, you know, participate, do whatever the... Uh, qualifications are and we'll, we'll continue to do these giveaways uh, i have one more giveaway to do but it's not going to happen tonight it's going to happen this weekend uh so you guys make sure you stay tuned i will tell you the rules later on in another video all right so or maybe we'll do it at the end of this video i don't know we'll see um but you guys make sure you check this video out watch all the videos like i said uh and anybody can win anyone on patreon can win this next one it's not going to be for a certain tier all right um Zach, you had something that you wanted to discuss. I don't know if there was a certain clip or a certain tweet or anything, uh, but I do think that we need to discuss uh, what you were talking about because it goes along with the theme of the show. And then we'll wrap this up. This is going to be a quick hitter, guys. We're not going to be here for this long hour and a half or anything like this. It's going to be a quick show. Uh, after we discuss Zach's topic, we're going to do our uh, pod decks. I, I'm, I'm probably saying the wrong one. I know you have different ones there. Chat pack. Chat pack. There you go. I got it. Damn it, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this right one day. Have you just completely done away with the pod decks? 
We've gone through most of them. A lot of oh, them, man. they're not as personal. They're more like, uh, I don't know, pod podcast questions. You know, gotcha. favorite foods and chat. I like the chat pack. Seem a little more deep, so we'll go with the chat pack. I like that. I like that. Also, All right, so just ahead. to just to respond to Apollo, he says I get the McDaniel's thing, but our offense is horrible throughout him in the playoffs. With him, there's one constant, my guy. There's one constant: the quarterback. The quarterback, when Jimmy is turning the ball over multiple times a game, that offense not is not going to look good. What did he have this past game? Interception, fumble, safety, two interceptions the week before that. Granted, I know they're not all his fault. I'm not putting them all on him. But when the offense as a whole is turning the ball over, it's not going to look good. So, And Kyle Shanahan said it himself. What happened? What's going on with all of the mistakes on offense, all the turnovers? He said, once we start throwing at a higher rate, we're bound to have more mistakes happen. Whether you want to call out a shot at Jimmy or not, I don't know. I think he's just saying statistically, That's, yeah, I was gonna it's, say it's likely to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's a percentage thing. But let me, can I ask you this question though? Mm-hmm. Why does this team get so deterred by a turnover or two? Like that, that is mind boggling to me. I think That's- they're so deterred because it's. They're probably thinking we have to have so much go fucking right that we cannot afford. It's like it's like a family. Let me put it this way: it's like a family that's been paycheck to paycheck for the last seven months, right? Six, seven months. They 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 budget out everything. They got an extra maybe twenty, thirty dollars to spend on whatever, and then they find out their car needs a new alternator, and they're like, "What the?" Fuck, like we just budgeted everything. We don't have any money for anything. And now we have to spend, you know, even maybe even a flat tire. You know, it's like that just throws such a wrench in your plans that now doing the bare minimum you had perfectly executed. And even that you needed everything to go right. Well, now you got to do even more than that. And now you're behind the eight ball. Now you got to expect more from the guy who you could barely expect to do the bare minimum. All due respect, Jimmy's a more than serviceable quarterback, in my opinion, but he's not built to throw 30 plus times a game. That's just not his style. If you're asking that of Jimmy Garoppolo, things have gone wrong and you're likely not going to win. Given his stats, when he throws more than 30 times per game, it's not pretty. I like that. I And I agree with that, man. You know, uh, especially, it's. I think it's a combination of more than 30 throws with a turnover. That's when it's really, really staggering, right? We've seen the uh, two games before, you know, Jimmy threw the ball over 30 times and he was putting the ball all over the place. You know, it was, he's, Jimmy looked different to me in the last three games. As far as the throws that he was even attempting, he looked different. It doesn't mean that's really better, but he looked different. And uh, it's just when you couple that many attempts with that many turnovers, it's just it's it's not a good recipe. It's not. And I told you guys on your show, excuse me. On your show, you know, this team does not do well going from the East Coast back-to-back games to the West Coast. They are one in four in those five games, right? And the one game that they won was the home opener that we all went to, and they had five turnovers in that game, Yeah, right? Thank the heavens that we were playing against Rudolph, Mason Rudolph. No, it was, it was, it was still Ben. No, no, it wasn't. Ben Roethlisberger did not play in that game. Was he hurt? Yes. Okay. He, he, okay. He did not. Hold on. Now I want to double check because now I, I swear I was, I, I remember thinking to myself, 
If that was Ben Roethlisberger, we were screwed. 49er Steelers, 2019. We won that game 20 to 24. Yeah, Mason Rudolph, 14 of 17, uh, 14 of 20, 27 uh, with two touchdowns and one pick. Like that was, it was bad. We had so many turnovers in that game, man. What was it, like five turnovers? Five turnovers, yep. Six punts for them. Uh, we had three punts. Sacks allowed. We had two. Where's turnovers? Time of possessions. Oh, there's a little breakdown here. It doesn't show the uh I'm just looking at the, the generic Google one. I'm not looking at like the uh I'm not looking at the ESPN one or anything like that where they give you more details. But I, I'm pretty sure we had like five or six. It was five. Ones. I'm pretty sure five. Yeah, it was it was just not good though. I mean, and so this team just plays horrible after back to back games on the East Coast. It's just it's just what we do for some reason. And here we go. Uh, punting, kicking. Sacks, tackles. Where the hell are the basic stats for this game? I'm pretty sure it was five, though. But it was, it was way too many. And that this is just what we do for some reason following East, back-to-back East Coast games. Um, fortunately for us, that first year, we were able to pull out the win. Uh, but I swear if Ben Roethlisberger was playing that game, we don't you, you don't give Ben Roethlisberger that many extra attempts. Not in 2019. You don't. You probably could have got away with it in 2020. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not in 2019. So all right, let's get to your 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 uh topic here. Uh, and then we'll do the uh the Yeah, talk. yeah. So I mean you touched on it earlier, but accountability as far as Kyle Shanahan, I've seen a lot of fans, particularly on social media kind of disagreeing on what they feel it should look like. And I'm not quite sure what they expect out of a coach. I mean, it it seems like they expect him to come out and flat out say, I know I'm not doing well. These are the things that I'm looking at what I'm doing. I know it's not the players. I know it's hundred percent me. And this is what I'm going to do to try and correct it. And I just, why I want to know, why do you think there's this, expectation of a coach to come out and publicly acknowledge that i mean with all things being fair they're one game outside one game under 500 at this point it's not like they haven't won a game this year it's not like they've been out of every game they've played i understand things haven't gone their way the past couple of weeks yes last week was ugly against one of the best teams in the nfl but why do you think there's this weird expectation of kyle shanahan to publicly own up to his his faults and publicly promise to improve. You know, if I had to put money on what the fans want, I think it's going to go back to what I said about a team self accountability, right? I got to put them in better positions to win. I got to call better plays. I have to, I have to, and not we need to, or uh, we can't have this many turnovers, right? How many times have you heard Kyle go to the podium after the offense was just terrible? And he will say a turning point in the game was a defensive third and 20. Like he he just did it this last game, right? Okay, true. But what about your side of the ball? What about your decisions? What about the plays that you called? It's, it's so weird to me. It seems like the worst the offense does like I've heard Kyle go to the podium and say we didn't get any turnovers in this game. Like, bro, what? You punted five times. 
Like what? What are you? What are you saying? And I think that that's what frustrates a lot of the fan base. There's no I when Kyle talks. We kill Jimmy when he does it. When he goes to the podium, we want to hear Jimmy say, "I got to make better decisions." And the one time he said it, the Falcons game, people people literally applauded Jimmy for saying that. They literally applauded him, saying, "You know, uh, you know, you good job, Jimmy. You finally took some accountability. You said me and I." not we or they. And so I think people just want to see the same thing from Kyle. They want to hear it. Everybody here knows that Kyle's job is safe. He's not getting fired this year. If we don't win another game this season, Kyle Shanahan is not getting fired. It's not going to happen. There's too much money on the books for him. Here I am. Listen to me again, right? Same thing I said with, we're not getting Christian McCaffrey, right? There's too much dead money for the Panthers, da 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 right? Same thing I said, and now look, here he is. He's right here. But I, this I feel way more confident in. They're not. Let me ask you this question. Kyle has said over and over that they would trade me for the right offer. I know it's not going to happen. Just entertain me for a second. Would you trade Kyle Shanahan to the Saints for the rights of Sean Payton and then Payton comes out of retirement and coaches this offense? Hell no, not in a, I wouldn't take me longer than five minutes to say, get the fuck out of my face with that offer. I'm sorry. For for some reason, everybody just wants to forget that he watched over the fucking bounty gate. He allowed this to happen. He could play ignorant all he wants, that he had no idea what was going on in his own locker room, under his own team and his own staff. Aim for the head and the body will fall. Like, let's just remind you of the quotes that Greg Williams, who was employed by Sean Payton, who allowed all this to go on, was saying about 49ers players, legends like Frank Gore, Alex Smith, Vern Davis, Patrick Willis. Not only that, but outside of Drew Brees, what the hell did he do? I understand he always had a fantastic offense. Yes, it's very easy when you have a generational quarterback to have a solid offense. So. No, I, 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 I would not take Sean Payton. I'm not completely shut out to the idea of trading Kyle for the right offer as much as I think it would suck. I've been saying for two years now that I have this horrible feeling in my gut that work Andy Reid's Eagles to Kyle. We're going to be Kyle's Andy Reid's Eagles, if that makes sense. And he's going to leave us and he's going to use all the mistakes that and lessons he learned by not getting it done with the Niners and turn into a championship coach elsewhere. Great point. The question to you is now, and I, I don't I don't expect you to have an answer, but how do we get Kyle to feel like he got fired to learn from his mistakes before we have to fire him? Uh, like, honestly, how, what, what do we have to do to get that to happen? Probably if, fire John Lynch and put in a GM that he did not pick. Put a little pressure on him. Yeah, because like, right now he's 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 the one who knocks to quote uh you know Walter White, you know, like he's the one with the final say, he's the one who hired John Lynch. So he's got all the power in that building. And I think as much as I like John Lynch, if he were to go and Jed puts in his own GM, somebody who holds Kyle accountable, he might say, Okay, now I'm kind of on thin ice, maybe not completely on a hot seat. 
But hey, there's actually somebody in the building that's keeping me accountable that doesn't answer to me. I actually answer to them. You got all these players here, all the fans saying, our roster is too good, our roster is too good, and then you fire the GM. Wow, that would shake some shit up. Well, maybe necessarily you don't have to fire him, promote him. Promote him to VP, put in Adam Peters or somebody else from the outside. You don't necessarily have to fire John Lynch, but there would need to be some sort of role change to make it very clear to Kyle Shanahan, you know, hey, I'm not as desperate as I was the day you walked in here. Apollo's got pretty good memory, man. This is you, you remember when they showed that, yep. that clip and they were like, oh shit, what's about to happen now? And then they were like, guys, relax. Like he comes to practices all the time. They had Kittle go to the podium and say that. I remember that. It's like, no, he, he shows up all the time. It just doesn't always get caught on camera. So, I mean, look, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what needs to happen, but we have to find a way to make Kyle feel like there's some more pressure on him to perform the right way. You know, like I, I, just, I don't know what else we can do. Honestly, I don't know what else we can do. So, uh, yeah, I think the word is accountability, and it starts within. I, I really do think that, and that goes for Kyle and everyone else all the way down. So, I will say for the first time, I believe it was this week, if not the last week. I think it was this week, yeah. I heard Kyle say one of Jimmy's plays, mistakes, was unacceptable. That's the first time I've ever heard him say that about a mistake Jimmy Garoppolo made. So that's that's progress, and hopefully that's able to progress. <laughs> uh, but we'll see how it shapes out, man. All right. Here we go. Let's do right. it. Chat pack time? Chat pack time, baby. Chat pack, chat pack. What was that? That's from uh, Door of the Explorer, but they didn't say. Oh, oh backpack. backpack. Yeah, that's what she said. She's backpack, backpack, chat All right. Chat. If you could know one fact about every person you met, what particular fact would you want it to be? Assume that the other person would not have to be aware that you know this fact about them. About every person. So you're looking for maybe like a personality trait. You want to know if they're like sincere or you want to know if they're like vengeful or hateful or whatever, I guess is like what we're talking about. Um, if you could know one fact about every person you meet, oh man, oh, this is going to be tough for me to answer because oh, this is going to sound terrible. I can't believe I'm about to say this. I don't care about a lot of people. Like, <laughs> um, I, I'm the guy that I will have a conversation with someone that I know is using me and I will show zero emotion, zero negativity towards that person. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like if I know you're using me, like you're not using me. I think when you think you're using someone or trying to use them, you think that you're getting over on them. I'm helping you because I'm a good person. So you're not technically using me. I'm allowing you to use me. Um, but do you do you have an answer? I have to think. I really have to think about this. this you is- know, I, I have two. One's kind of a funny, joking one, and one's kind of more serious. Um, I'll do the serious one first. It's like, I don't know how I would ask it, but in a way, or how I would know, what have you ever lied to me about? I would like to know that. And then in, in a funny one, have you ever pictured us intimate? 
Because that's just funny. That's just funny to me. Imagine knowing that just right off the bat. You ever remember that movie? I think it was with, fuck, was it what, Mel Gibson? What Women Want. Yeah, yeah. The moment. I knew it. I knew it. I, yeah. That was <laughs> that a good was movie. Really, that was a good movie. Really, really good movie, man. Just imagine walking down the street and hearing the thoughts of every woman you pass. Every You thinking you're charming and everything, and they're like, oh, my God, I wish you would shut up. Like, that movie was so good, man. What a phenomenal movie, man. That right. was a great movie. Um, damn. Do I want that? I wouldn't want that power. That's too much pressure. I, w- I wouldn't want that. Um, knowing if someone ever lied to you, I I get it, but I, I don't care enough. Um, that's, that's a good one, too. Um... I tell you what, I guess I guess it's pretty simple. I would want to know that it's kind of like your what women want thing, but I would want to know what people genuinely thought of me. That's a good one. Like when when we hang up a phone, they're like, "Oh, this guy's an asshole." Like I hate, you know what I mean? Like yeah, I hate yeah. having to like talk with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I think I would want to know what people genuinely thought of me. Not and. I know me. I wouldn't allow it to change how I acted or treated people. Uh, I have family members that I know don't like me. They won't say it to me, but I, I know you guys don't like me. You know what I mean? Like I don't get invited over when you're having, you know, house parties and shit like that or family gatherings. They, oh, well, you're always working. You're always on call. Like this, those are the excuses that I get all the time. Right. So it's like, all right, fine. Like I, I, I can read between the lines. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not worried about it. Like it, it's, it's okay. It's all right. Um, but I would like to have a com- uh, confirmation. I think that's what I would I would do. I would just want to know what people sincerely thought of me. Like I make dad jokes all the time. I talk about my kids all the time. If you're ever in a room with me and we have to just have a social conversation, like bro, I was at a bachelor party in Miami this year, last year in Miami. We're out of the club, right? And I I was like the designated driver. I had a couple of drinks. Have like in Miami they let you smoke cigars inside the club oh, it was like the most boss shit ever i'm like and ha- my car was in valet when they told me i could smoke cigars i went to the little desk I'm like yo go to my car look <laughs> on the floor next to the driver's seat and there's this brown box it's my humidor get that and in the in the cup holder is a cutter and a lighter bring that shit back inside to me right everyone's out and they're having a good time on the dance floor the one thing they said was just don't smoke on the dance floor because someone could bump into you and you could burn True. them so i said all right cool so i went to the edge and I'm sitting there, and there's this group of girls. They're celebrating this girl's birthday. She was from North Carolina. And she, the, her and her friends are pissy drunk. One girl gets into an argument with some other girl in the club. She goes to the bathroom, but she's gone for like 30 minutes. So the one friend who was like more sober than the birthday girl was like, excuse me, sir, you've been here for a while. Can I leave her here with you while I go find my friend? I was like, um, and like, I, I sincerely thought about it. Cause the guys were telling me they wanted to go soon. And she was like, look, like, I just don't want to leave her with someone we don't know. It's like, you don't know me either. She's like, yeah, but you've just been sitting here. Like, we think we can trust you. You got a ring on. You look like you're married. Like, can you just stay here? And I was like, I am married. All right, fine. So we sat down and I'm just like small talk, swear to God, not even five minutes goes by. And I'm showing her pictures of my kids. Like I'm that guy. And I would want to know if she was thinking like, this guy is fucking annoying. Like, I don't give a shit about your kids. Like I would want <laughs> I want to know what she thought of me in that moment. You know what I mean? So I, I think She's that's what it would probably be. Probably thinking, thank God this guy's not trying to bang me. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I'm I'm not that guy. I don't I don't I don't hate on people or anything like like I'm not I'm not that guy because I that part of my life is over. I I did all that when I was young. It's all out of my system. So uh, Apollo wants to. Can you repeat the question for him? Yeah yeah yeah. Um, if you could know one fact about everyone you meet, what would it be? Assuming that they don't know that you know. So that's a good one. That is a great one there, man. So, uh, guys, I believe that's going to do it for us, right? We're all done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's it. So, guys, listen, make sure you head on over to YouTube and subscribe to 49ers Hive, all right? All together, 49ERSHIV as in Victor E. 49ers Hive, head on over there. Uh, show those guys some support. They bring you guys good shit 100%. i know they bring you guys good shit every single week i promise you you'll enjoy it get your asses over there have some fun and we are out of here man we'll see you guys on the next episode next week all right zach and i will be back with return of the mac we'll see you guys soon you guys be safe we're out of here